0: Mr. Samuel Smith, Mr. Hefty, Cat Stevens is here to
1: see
2: you.
0: I didn't know that Cat Stevens was coming in today. Aren't you excited? He's one of the finest singer songwriters of our generation. Yeah, I agree. But I've heard he's been a little. spiritual lately. He's been on a journey of self discovery to find inner peace.
2: And I, for one, am just so excited to hear the lyrical tapestry he's about to
3: weave for us. Oh, I'll bet. Yes. As-salamu alaykum, David. As-salamu alaykum, Paul.
0: as alaykum there, Cat. David, it's actually, uh, his name is Yusuf Islam now, which is a whole new thing. Yes, yes, it is. Thank you, Paul. Oh, that's groovy, man. Don't you think that might be a little confusing for the audience? Hurt your record sales? Have you thought of Yusuf Stevens? A Cat Salam, even? One of those names could be far out, man. Yusuf, uh, I'm sorry. We know you've been
2: working on some very, very exciting new material, and I think I speak for all of us here when I say that we'd like to hear you sing it right now.
3: Yes, yes, I'm quite delighted to play some of the songs I've been working on lately. By all means, let's hear the next tea for the Tillerman.
0: Or better yet, the next coffee for the camel jockey.
2: What is wrong with you?
0: I don't...
2: It's, he can hear
3: you.
0: I, don't, I thought we were saying. He, he can hear you right now.
3: Uh, nonetheless, uh, this next song is called, uh... The Cherry is Broken. It's now time to make a change. On your knees, pray to the east. You don't know that's your fault. There's so much in the Quran. Find a girl, settle down. You're nineteen and she's eleven. Look at her. She's a kid and she is napping. Yusuf, Yusuf, hold up,
0: please. That was absolutely heart right, rate. Great.
2: Did you not like it? Uh, no, no, it was great. It was great. It was just, you know, it, my problem is I, I think that a, a Quran is probably something you draw with,
0: and uh, it sounded a bit too much like father and son. And it was about marrying an 11 year old girl. So. Yeah.
3: I think, suppose that's a fair comparison, seeing as they're both about bringing children into adulthood.
2: Yeah, you know, let's just go ahead and put that in the maybe pile. Right there. The one we'll maybe look at eventually. And let's just go ahead and see what else you might have on the menu that's less up like that.
3: Yes, you've broken the laws of Allah. Sharia, Sharia. Baking and kissing another man Sharia, Sharia And now you're gonna lose your hands Lose your tongue and lose your glands And after you lose your glands You'll be stoned to death God is grand
0: Stop! Stop!
3: Is there a problem?
0: Yes! no one wants to hear the person that's saying peace train sing about sawing people's genitals off david please look it's
2: i think what he's trying to say is the melody is beautiful it's just um that i think the audience is more used to a softer more peaceful side of you so maybe we could merger the new personality and the old one like the Maybe take out the the sawing off
3: genitals and the old guy and merger it. But the punishment fits the crime. Mashallah. They must all eat from the tree of Zakum. Of course they would. But it's just, I think if there's a way to bridge the old you and the new guy, uh, it's going to be better for your sales. Could we hear maybe a mix? What do you say? Yalla. Yalla. <coughs> I uh, told a community, issued a fatwa, a jihad on Salman Rushdie, death to the infidel, and praise be to Allah.
2: You know, Yusuf, uh, maybe uh, the market
0: isn't quite ready for your new sound just yet. Yeah, maybe you could come back in thirty years when you've realized all oh, this is crazy.
3: A shame then isn't it. Couldn't work anything out with you boys. Mm. Cheers, mate. Death to America. Thanks, Yusuf.
2: Death to America.
0: What the hell was that?
2: I I don't know you were writer, okay? You're right. I usually I'm. Do you have anybody else for sing today?
0: Gary Glitter. Oh, thank God. There's a guy who really has his act together. Yeah. Very solid chap there. Mm hmm.
1: normal world welcome back everybody hey everybody
2: are you, you who are you i'm dave landau oh really that's cool that's me who are you
1: i'm quarter black i think what that's what they tell me qb my yeah. man qb and who's that
2: gail
3: what's that? Is it angela what, your that's name's uh, angela
2: oh oh angela, angela. that's right thank, thank you thank you for coming back today
3: yeah it was it was a toss-up i I. I it always
2: I, is it always is i know well and anyway
1: well, you, you do it up. You know what? Yeah. Hey, thanks, everybody, for, for coming and watching the show. Uh, provides me great opportunity to have people like Chris Gore come on in, the legend.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
1: Now good friend. Yes, I'm going to go out and say that
2: publicly.
4: Uh, we have we're hung out. Um, I was with you in Vegas once, and you were barely able to stand. Is, this is accurate. That was a fun. That was a good time.
2: It's good to meet someone in Vegas. You always see them at their best.
4: <laughs> right, right, right. And also great to meet you, Dave. Like this is. Uh, I mean, I have followed your work for years, and uh, uh, just just awesome to just be here and just hang out with you and talk. Likewise. Reason pop culture stuff
2: and a fellow detroit guy right True. and uh, also yeah and i've been a fan of you since attack for the show so yeah oh welcome God. so i'm really happy to have you on i'm honored cool thank well, you so much i hope awesome. you will come back after that intro
4: yeah, well we'll see. We'll, we'll see. See, Boy, see for long. sure.
2: Just make sure that people don't know you were in it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Make sure there's a fatwa on our heads now out there. Oh
4: my God. I because I was hearing it like before, you know, when I was sitting in the green room yep. listening to this. I'm thinking I, those are not the words to those songs. I know those songs <laughs> Wait a second. really well. Like
2: this isn't accurate. My mom loved Cat Stevens. Well, it was so fun writing it because he kind of walked it back recently. Did he? Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. he was like, this is, "This is ridiculous. What have I been doing for thirty years?" Oh my god! He, I mean, he made all this beautiful music and great albums and great like, was uh, a Tillerman great and then all of a sudden it was like, no, I'm going to quit and do this." And then for thirty yeah, years, for thirty years, and then was like, "Now I'm going to probably stop now."
4: Yeah, it's and also just that music was used quite a bit. His Cat Stevens music in Harold and Maude.
2: Great movie. Yeah.
4: Great movie. Great movie. And then he, you're right, as soon as he did that, he kind of just
2: disappeared. Just go. And then I remember watching Almost Famous, and like one of the just a a good scene in it is just when Kate Hudson's dancing alone and the wind's playing that he sings. Mm -hmm. It's just this good transitional piece of like this whole hippie movement is about to die.
0: Yeah, and it was it's like on its the
2: way very, out. Like last moment of like whatever was left of that entire, you know, that that last bit of like you know, you took a private plane, you were with record companies, mm-hmm. things were kind of magic, and then everything changed after that whole generation.
1: What was that that, that made it change? I I don't know. Common sense? Uh,
2: not really. Best rap, hardcore rap was killer. <laughs> well, that was like. That was like ten years after that. I feel like that was from that was from the seventies, late seventies, right? Yeah, and they, they were from Taylor, Michigan. The made up band in it. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. F- was it Fever Dog? Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Something <laughs> like, like that. It's sort
4: of like to me whenever I whenever a rapper dies in the news, that is the first time I've ever heard of that rapper. Like Lil Tay. Yeah. From, yeah
1: like Lil Tay. Lil yes. Tay. It's by design.
4: Yeah. It's. Bizarre. Some, I mean, like, and the names. I'm like, never heard of this person. People are are mourning online. It's like a big deal, and I am just now hearing about this. But the little Tay story got a little weird.
1: Yeah, it got a little weird. So <laughs> twist. Yeah. So Lil Tay. Yeah. If you don't remember who Lil Tay is, I mean, why would you not? She's a legend <laughs> of our time. I had heard all about her. Everybody knows everything about little Tay. Yeah. Four, four or five years ago, she was like an internet. I had no sensation, idea. Sensation, kind of, uh-huh. for a minute, because she was like eight. And she was she was throwing down like diss tracks on people and <laughs> flaunting all of her millions of dollars that she had and she was buying Bugattis and all this stuff. Do we just have, just have a, clip. Clip. a clip? We
3: do have a clip.
1: If you don't remember. It's Lambos, yeah, right? Yeah, it's
2: it's not it's not. Just went to a garage. I'm gonna bring my son to start doing that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think your son would be great at that too. He's really good at dissing this. Really funny at stuff. So you yeah, you should I might do that at his good.
1: next baseball game. you guys? Yeah, yeah. Just, just,
2: yeah, yeah, just start, instead of even batting, he's just staring. at <laughs> I don't at the even pitchers. need to bat up here.
1: Y'all bitches don't even know how to throw. That <laughs> <laughs> can't be real. That can't, can't be real.
2: Yeah, Are she's got to be kidding,
1: right? Right. That's got to be. I think. I think it's like her and her brother made this. Kind of viral thing go on, and she got all these people like Jake Paul, which was big at mm-hmm. the time. And I mean, he's still big, but <laughs> so bringing all these people that are I like really back. trash people uh, <laughs> all together. Well, she stopped having notoriety for a while, so of course, she right. dies, and that's what right. gets everybody to talk Classic. about her again. Classic move,
2: yeah. I mean, she's, she's three 14 days later and lost all that notoriety.
1: <laughs> what, a hard what is she life. gonna do?
2: 14, yeah. I didn't even have dreams.
4: <laughs> well, maybe it's a good know. PR move to die as a rapper, right? Yeah, I mean, right. couldn't you just fake your own death and then reap the profits of your, you know...
2: Th- and come out as a, hool- as a, not a hooligan, but a, a hologram. Right? right. Two Release like a resurrection you Could be like a VR album. album. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. hey, uh, 38 albums come out after you're dead called If
1: you're concerned, <laughs> if you're concerned uh, why we're talking about this flippantly, it's because she's not actually dead. Turns out she's not really dead. So No one saw uh, it coming. Nobody saw that coming. Mm-hmm. She's Apparently she totally alive.
3: Because yeah. who would hack? Who would? Who,
1: who, for what purpose? And her social media people swear it was not them. Oh,
0: well, we could take their word for
2: that. Oh, that's the not movie. a phone. That's a whole bunch of money. <laughs> I thought it was a big cellular you don't know, phone. No, no, you can't relate.
1: Cause uh, you don't uh, make that money. You don't <laughs> make that cheddar BH. I don't make
2: that money. Oh, man. You're from Detroit. Yes. Yeah. So I I wanted to discuss that, with, and you've lived in the you lived in the hood when it was hood.
4: Oh yeah. No, I was robbed like three times when I lived in downtown Detroit. You lived in Cass Corridor. Well, my sort little of my little off tays? the Cass Corridor. Yeah,
2: all came up and robbed you. Well, well it, it was really weird. Say, like at, off the Cass Corridor. Like it gets nicer a block over.
4: I lived in this like loft space that was uh, above a small business that never opened. And so I was on the second floor and there were bars on the second floor, but there weren't bars on the third floor. And that's where they broke in and stole Uh, Uh, the last time they robbed my place. I lost everything I owned. It was, uh, it was, it was bizarre, but it was weird. Like I, 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 sort of like learned all the bad lessons. I mean, in terms of just like how to avoid crime, which is just don't do stupid things like leave valuables visible in your vehicle.
2: Yes. Uh, or anything over a quarter or any penny, anything. Cause they know it's in there.
4: Right. Right. <laughs> yes. well, it's like,
2: a, it's like an enticement you go, Oh, there's a penny. There could be more.
4: I could leave books in my car. That was the only thing where I could leave, just leave books visible in my car and that would it yeah. would not get stolen. But yeah, I I literally after the third time lost everything I owned, had to move into my mother's basement. Actual story. Oh. And uh yeah. i
2: feel good Man. though leaving Cass Corridor and being like, "Mother, will you please have me back? <laughs> I'm so scared." <laughs>
4: I was a kid back then. I didn't know what I was doing. I was a kid like uh De- De- I mean, it was like you could get a cheap place in Detroit. Um, and you could probably still get a cheap place in Detroit.
2: There, it's skyrocketed. There, Has you, it? for, oh my goodness! Right really? Where you're at? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Where you where you were at? It's it's very expensive now. Oh wow! There's like high rises, flats that are very pricey, like in the hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. Do people actually live there? Yeah, like even when I was like at Second City, there it was like this is a a hotel you can live at for, you know, $55. You're like, oh, for the night? They're like, no, for the month. Like, wow. <laughs> that's what it was, you know. And now it's, uh, but yeah, my friends would rent houses in Detroit. It was like 300 bucks a month.
4: Yeah, I was in I was in a situation like that um, before that place that got broken into. I lived in the maids' quarters. of was a mansion that yeah. was like broken up into different spaces, and it was cool. It was like cheap, it's like two hundred bucks a month. Yeah, it was my first place. You know, I think I was like nineteen, and it was awesome. What do those you think? Are,
1: like right now, Detroit could be a a good place for people to kind of build up. I know they do that with a lot of those kind of they genderfy it. Uh, millennials move in and they like improve the area, is that? Oh, there's six hundred
2: thousand people with? with room for twelve million. So yeah, if you yeah, want yeah like to build that's the place, a place. Right, right. That's your place.
4: <laughs> yeah, that could be a thing. But uh, crime. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know between the crime and the weather. I think I'll I'll I'll, I'll take a pass on that.
2: It's the worst city, and I and I <laughs> live there, and I hate it, and I live here. But it's like it's the construction, everything, the yeah, right. the way, the politics. There's nothing good that happens. It's a shame, but it's true. It's it's a rough place. I, uh,
4: Dave, I hate to agree with you, but I agree with you. And I have family back in Michigan and, and, you know, I love to go back there and I love to visit and I love to come home. So exactly
2: the, the, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you drive three feet and you're like oh construction again oh a pothole like people <laughs> can think we're complaining but they don't understand construction like michigan right, like, right. every day i was in the comedy castle last week i live 40 minutes from it it took me three hours every day <laughs> wow because there was just something that happened based on construction or a pothole that killed someone is
1: it corruption that's what like i mean obviously detroit right? everything then. is is corruption in detroit but is that like yeah, specifically because of the the cor- like corruption makes the potholes not get fixed and they're
2: like constantly well, just, funneling yeah. money into that yeah i mean they just have this endless budget where they're like we got to get next year's budget we got to pretend right. there's we got to move this freeway over <laughs> and then we got to move it back over here i'm not joking they've done it with 275
4: no it's crazy but also they've always been kind of a corrupt city when it comes to their politics but i always loved coleman young do you Oh, hey. remember yes, Coleman remember Young? Coleman Young. He was just so outspoken. He was, he just didn't care. And I remember he said once a quote from him where he's saying like, hey, we need guns in the city to protect ourselves from the hostile suburbs. Yes.
2: And I, I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what?" all right, well. That was his thing. That well, was his the, thing. That's why white boy Rick went to jail. Is we yeah, it was largely because he was white boy Rick was dating his niece, and he was like, We're going to pin this whole thing on him. And then the FBI was like, We can't say that we've been giving cocaine to this kid or else they're going to know we've been putting coke into the hood. right? And they were like, You're on your own white boy Rick. <laughs> too bad. my uncle Gary lived two blocks over. My cousin was good friends with that with White boy Rick. You're that close to it. Where, yeah, it was like, that's why the guy went to jail was through corruption. Do you think that, that a 13-year-old white kid, 14, 15-year-old white kid was running the hood of Detroit? Absolutely, <laughs> It's a nonsense story. I, and he went to jail for like 40 years, 30 years. Wow. No, it was always it's always like that. It's a scapegoat. Yeah. No, it's always been corruption. I mean, there's always been a large part. I mean, Gil Hill, do you remember that?
4: Oh, yeah. And, and Hoffa, of course. Yeah. Who, that was a great... That, that's fun. one of the greatest hits of Detroit, right there, is Hoffa. Like, seriously, greatest hit.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just the all-timer. Well, I love all-timer. how every year they dig up a driveway. They're like, we're right. pretty sure we got a tip. Isn't he's it? under your driveway. And then, then they're like, oh, he's not there. It's like, yeah, because yeah. they threw him into scrap metal and just burned him with a car. That's where he it's, is. What was the
4: restaurant that all of the people got sick and died from? They got botulism from, it was bad Mexican food.
2: So. Uh, oh, well, you, I go to Michigan for my Mexican food. Yeah. You're going to yeah. want to. We're, we're the furthest north you can get. Yeah. <laughs> we're the Absolutely. most away from Mexico is in America. Well, Mexican town in Detroit, pretty good.
4: It was good, and Greek town was good, too. Yeah. And then there was... Uh, it's, it's all uh, anal. <laughs> uh, places like Bill Knapp's, which no one will know except for you and I.
1: Yeah, have you never been to Bill Knapp's? No, I've never been to like Michigan proper. I've been to like the outskirts of it,
2: but I've never oh, been to... like Bill Knapp's was quite a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, a ponderosa, <laughs> all of that stuff. Bonanza? But now that we've got, we've gone through pretty much
4: all the stuff, the Michigan,
2: and uh, I don't and impress know. Impress no one it with it. Him. Impress Ananza. no
4: one. Yeah. Everyone, it's uh,
1: God.
2: Yeah. We did have the, yeah, but Gil Hill, he was uh, the chief of police in Beverly Hills Cop. Right. I know that. Yeah. It's my only were, connection. We're like, we can't find an actor who's as insane as this guy.
1: And he was perfect and in this. They're like, and yeah. this guy
2: kills perfect. people for real.
1: Absolutely perfect. Yeah. It, it, like the way he would. Just dress him down. Perfectly done, Axel. Just over the top. And aren't
4: they talking about doing another Beverly Hills? Yeah, I
1: believe so. Yeah, yeah they should. I mean, it's probably shut down because
2: they the made some like made for TV movie with with a son. Uh, it was Brand Brandon T Jackson. Yep, but it never sh- it never saw the light of day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably I don't for know. The best. I- I'm up for anything with Eddie Murphy coming back. 48 yes. Hours and Beverly Hills Cop. There's so many good movies mm-hmm. he's made, and he is so trashed by a lot of people, and he shouldn't be. I've been itching for a re- renaissance, an Eddie Murphy
1: renaissance, and then they came out with the Coming to America 2, and I heard it was not great.
2: Did you watch it? I did. I, I laughed. What did you think? You thought it was funny? Okay. It wasn't horrible. I mean, it was. It was what you. I didn't do. want to tarnish. The today. Problem with all movies now that are sequels and remakes. It's like, hey, remember what we did in the first one? Right. <laughs>
4: that's, <laughs> yeah, that's every movie.
2: Yeah, that's what yeah. I can't stand. Like, but it yeah. was still made me laugh because it's Eddie Murphy. So there were parts, and it, yeah. Arsenio Hall was back too, and he was really funny in the mm. first one too. But uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't a masterpiece, but Coming to America is a great, great movie. It's hard to put a sequel on that that's true yeah beverly hills
1: one cop of the perfect movies is a good movie one of the perfect movies that i think is coming to america and then beverly hills cop 2 some people could say is better than the first one but it's like that
4: chris farley sketch remember that Remember that? Remember, Remember yes. that? Remember? That's that's all of this, all of this stuff. Now, I mean, you know, it's so it's it's bizarre in the summer to see like the two biggest movies aren't that Barbie and Oppenheimer, right? That's right. just weird. And Oppenheimer is like a movie that you wouldn't think would even be released in the summer. You know, a, a, a Oscar baiting kind of biopic yeah. about a very the most important you know uh, uh very long you know, it, it's long, long it's like three hours it's got all those things we're gonna win oscars yeah. but let's drop it in july right it's it's doing really well it's shocking yeah Against you have like barbie
2: this, yeah you have the star power but not the lead as a star power really like he's he's a good character actor yeah. but he's it's still not that star power lead well because yeah. you got into making your own magazine about yes yep. and this was in the 80s this
4: is in the 80s in detroit i dropped out of college uh, because I, I, first of all, I don't recommend, I'm not saying that this is a pathway anyone should do, but <laughs> I realized I was should. working three jobs and I was paying my own tuition to go to school, effectively to pay to buy really expensive books, read the books, and regurgitate the contents of the book to the professor to prove that I had read the book.
1: Right, as you do.
4: Or I could just drop out of college and just read all those books. So I went on this sort of like, uh, uh, tr- I went on a trip to Los Angeles. And I said I want to go to the campus of USC because that's where George Lucas went to school. That's that was the that was the school I wanted to attend. Couldn't afford it. But I went to the campus bookstore and I bought every book that I could afford. And then I wrote a list of all the names of the books and authors. And I read all the books because I thought, if I can't afford to go to this school, I'm gonna read all the books that these rich assholes are reading who can afford to go to this school. Yeah. And I and I, I printed out a copy of this list and I gave it to my friends at Wayne State University where I was going in their meager film program. Um, but I just got sick of it and I said, look, I can spend money on college Or I can just start my own movie magazine as an excuse to like meet my heroes and eventually got to meet people like John Waters and David Lynch, Spike Lee, the filmmaker, Jim Jarmusch, the indie filmmakers at the time that I revered. So uh, and it was like, ah, this thing I'll do for a while and then I'll go off and make movies. (laughs) Well, cut to, you know, 30 plus years later, I'm still doing Film Thread. It's a website. But that's kind of how it started. I just was. You know, I, I I dropped out of college because I just thought it was. like, What am I doing? I'm I feel like I'm wasting my money. This would not work. Perhaps if you were trying to be a brain surgeon, don't recommend read no,
2: the. No, right, yeah, that wouldn't work. I mean, maybe, but you know, I don't I'd know make the a good side hustle on vasectomies. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, look, it takes five minutes. It's yeah. a total botch job, but you won't have kids again.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, no. So, so that's kind of how I basically started film threat was just like being just sick of you know uh being spread too thin paying for college and then then being spread too thin paying to start a small business that
1: barely yeah. made any money what a perfect time to do that you yeah, know like right right in the late the, 80s right, right. before of the boom right the absolute boom
2: like that's because i was like about right. 10 or 11 when i got it was in, like, 92 or 93 when I got into film. Like, I was always wow. into it because of my dad and into movies and stuff. But then yeah. when I got into, like, Tarantino and, like, all these other people mm-hmm. that were coming out and uh – Robert Rodriguez, because those were the first two that I knew about that were kind of different than David Lynch. Because mm-hmm. I saw Eraserhead when I was 11. Right. Because it was out of curiosity, because wow. I kept seeing the box at a place called Mammoth Video.
4: Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was nice. like,
2: I don't know what this is. And then I'm just watching, it and I'm like, I still don't know what this is. I'm very but, confused, I, but it. I like it.
4: Yeah. I, I love that film by David Lynch. Eraserhead is, is a classic. But I worked at this store that was infamous at the time called Thomas Video.
2: Oh, I remember that. Oh, I
4: lied about my age to get a job there. I was 16 years Perfect. old and they carried porn. And I just said, oh, I'm 18. <laughs> they didn't check. They didn't care. It'd be a scandal now. Right. What? But like I just start was working there in high school. Eventually they found out my real age. and They're like, we don't care. You know, yeah. we, we, it doesn't matter. It's too late now. So I worked there forever. That was like a job. And then I worked like just, you know, this is, this is when teenagers would work at restaurants to make money or newspaper routes. Do they oh, not do that. Living, they don't do that stuff anymore. Worked at a photo. Little
1: Tay. That's right, little Tape. Now
4: they want to be. Tape. Now they want to be YouTubers. I do not recommend that.
1: I do not recommend. <laughs> do not recommend. <laughs> it's do not recommend. But I mean, that's a great story of like taking the your passion and right. just going like, look, I don't have to do all the things that society tells me I have to do. I'm just going to go do them.
4: Well, the college thing. It's it's, successful. And now it's weird, like, because college now is like, oh, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Right? right? About how college, is it really worth, does it really train you to do something you can make a decent living on? I think it trains you to do a traditional corporate job, but not necessarily to be entrepreneurial. And I was always Mm. entrepreneurial. I was always like, well, how can I do a hustle? Like, well... I'll have like four newspaper routes and then I can buy a car, you know? Yep. And the reason I wanted a car, most guys, you know, at the time, 16, wanted a car so they could go get laid. Right. I was like, oh, I want a car because I want to drive. I want to see every movie opening that weekend. So I need a car to drive myself.
2: Nerd. I was I like want you. A- I want, Well, I wanted to drink, but I also wanted to <laughs> yes, uh, that too. Wanted a party. But yeah, I also loved movies. That was a thing. Yeah. I always wanted to go yeah. see every movie that was coming out all through high school. Same deal. Yeah. And I, I love that.
1: Yeah. My very then, first job was a movie theater. So that was, it was like 16, I can drive and I can get to a movie theater every single day and get movies oh. for free. Perfect.
4: I worked at an AMC for a day. I did not do well. <laughs> How did you get fired out of an AMC? An AMC in Detroit. But like, okay, so Dave, did you remember like, you know, the drinking age in Canada was 19 at the time.
2: Oh, you bet I remember.
4: Yeah. So we would drive. <laughs> well, we,
2: not really remember. Well,
4: <laughs> we would take the tunnel you know, yeah. to Windsor, where we would go see, did you ever see the Windsor Ballet? No. Well, the Windsor Ballet was, truth be told, bottomless strip clubs. Yeah. So we would go wow. there, we would call it the Windsor Ballet to make ourselves sound, you know, high class.
2: Hmm. I take it back, I thought you meant a ballet. I've been to the Windsor Ballet many, many
4: <laughs> Okay, now you know which Windsor yeah. Ballet I'm talking yeah. about. So we would go there and then so That was would,
2: the rite of passage.
4: Right. Yeah. And then we would come back with cases of beer in our trunk, um, because, you know, you could drink at 19.
2: So. Well, that's no, what we would do. Yeah. It's like thing, a great right? environment. It was great. Cause you, yeah, you turn 19 and then it was like, it was your drinking birthday in Detroit and you would go cross a bridge Absolutely. and it wasn't like the sober guy drove. It was like, you seem the least drunk. <laughs> like Yeah, I'll do it. I'll talk to these border patrollers.
4: <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm glad. See, you had the Windsor ballet experience, but uh, no, that was, that was fun. That was like, I look back at like stuff I did in Detroit at the time. It's crazy. It would be, you know, like it, it would be nuts today.
2: I was talking to, on a podcast recently. I was talking to a guy uh, in a metal band out in Flint. And uh, we were just on a guy, my buddy Austin's podcast from Omaha. And we were discussing backyard death matches that were going on in Detroit that we would go watch. You remember those? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. People are like, like, what are you talking about? We're like, yeah, you know, like wrestling matches, but there's barbed wire. And it's like, it was like kind of during ECW, but it was going on a lot longer than that. Fluorescent well, lights.
0: And, yeah. All that stuff. Smash Glass. Heads.
2: And it's like just yeah. brutal. And Detroit sounds like. Like the most Mad Max place of was. all time. It sounds insane. And I was always the one that Whatever would go you into the to ghetto to get like weed. Everybody would like puss out at the last minute. And I'd be the like, the little guy, 15, is like, I'll go to the door. And I'm just walking up to the most dangerous, in the most <laughs> worst neighborhood. And they'd pull me in sometimes. And the stuff I would see, I was just like, wow, this is, uh, uh. is going to probably hurt my brain at some point. Well,
4: Darring. this brings back memories of, uh, I spent a night in jail. Once, I got in a high-speed chase with cops. Oh, um I know the feeling. <laughs> uh, really? I, I was 19 years old. I was going to this punk club called Todd's. Does anyone remember Todd's?
2: I, I've heard of it, but I, I never went there.
4: Todd's from Detroit punk club, you know, bands would come there. That It's a small place. I knew all the bartenders. I had a fake ID at the time. This is, you could make a fake ID. This is how you made a fake ID back then. You take your ID, you get a phone book. A phone book was like, um, it's like the internet <laughs> yeah. really thin slices of wood. It was a yeah. giant paper thing. <laughs> so you would cut out the number, literally get an exacto blade, cut out the number, and I would use a piece of scotch tape and tape it over, and that's how I changed it. And I would get the list, sort of looking twice, side-eye from the Uh Whatever. You're going to give us money. We don't care. So I was going with my friend, Stefan Hoffman, and we knew there were certain liquor stores that would just sell us beer and didn't give a shit about ID. They didn't care. So I bought some, it was like big jug beer. I think that was even the name of it. Big jug (laughs) beer. It was awful and because it was the cheapest got it and we're we're driving and these these guys pull up next to me and they have baseball bats and they're in like these white t-shirts i think oh my god and we're dressed super punk rock like the warriors yeah and it was like oh my god these Guys are out to beat up some punks. I yeah. they didn't identify themselves, got in this super high-speed chase with these guys, literally white t-shirts and baseball bats. And I'm like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna catch us. I can't do anything. I said, let's go back to Todd's. The security there knows us. They'll break up any fight. We we literally just pull into the parking lot, they pull up and identify themselves as police officers. Are you serious? What? Yes. we are undercover cops. <laughs> And all we had done was bought beer at this liquor store, right? So, uh, but the high-speed chase was probably a bad thing. Anyway, spent the <laughs> night in jail. And I remember me and my buddy, Stefan, we go in. We're the only white dudes in there. And Were you in Wayne were, County? Uh, this is down, this is in Detroit. like.
2: Yeah, so you were in Wayne County, jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Were like in the center yeah. city. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you were in Coleman, a young building. Correct. Oh, yeah.
4: So sure. we went there. They took us in in a chain gang. They they punched my friend, Steven. They they threw wow. us in. Then they took us downtown to be processed. Why am I telling this story? I was here to talk about this. This is hardcore. It's a fun this. story. Let's hear it. It's fun, I've never told this story like on a podcast. So, so then um, we go up in front of the judge, and I had like my hair was all sort of, I kind of tried to make myself look. Clean. I kind of like button my <laughs> shirt up. But when I, okay, so when I, yes, went, Your Honor, when I went into the I'm jail, they said, kid. Well, what are you in here for? And we're like, Possession of alcohol. Everyone in the jail just burst out laughing. Uh. Like, you guys are wimps, right? <laughs> Nothing. We go up in front of the judge and we, we got a year probation. Um, and le- But it was literally when I walked out of jail. I think everybody should go to jail once. I think it's yes. a good, Never I think you been should.
2: Jail.
4: It was, the, on you. the feeling you of freedom. Down. And, and we went to this horrible diner. I remember having a bologna sandwich downtown. It was the worst awful. And it was the best tasting. It was so great. It's like that scene in Fight Club, you know, uh, where Tyler Durden, like, points the gun at the dude. And, like, it was like that kind of revelation.
1: Gave you a whole new look on life.
4: Whole new look on life. So, yeah. I. So everyone should work fast food a terrible job they hate, yes. and go yeah. to jail. These are these are important life experiences that build character. Not getting a lot of likes on a TikTok video, okay? No one cares. Yeah, or people no reacting so to fam-
2: emojis. Yeah. And so weird. famous at eight, you have to fake your death at 14. <laughs> right, right. No way oh, to live a life. Not a good By word. the way,
4: I did fake my death when I was in college. <laughs> to promote... Oh, I have pictures. What? I'll post the pictures. I'll post I'm the always, pictures, i am always
1: like romantically thought of like the scenario
2: of I if I did that I could show you were watching the classic Dead Man on Campus.
4: It was a total Tom Sawyer Huck Finn type type moment where if you're familiar with the book, I don't know if they let kids read those books anymore.
2: Not anymore. They changed it. But
4: um I mean like
2: just Jim now. So I
4: did this photo shoot with a buddy of mine and I did a fake, the, the, the cover of the, of Wayne State University at the college newspaper, which was called the South End. And so I was getting good. There's not, this is pre Photoshop, right? But I could, I knew how to like with an exacto blade cut and kind of like touch. You're doing your own IDs. Doing my own stuff. I'm doing a fake ID. So. They, he took a photo of me and I took like a jar of jelly and I spread it on the sidewalk, took chalk, put it around my body. And I, and I, and I posed for a picture <laughs> like me, like I jumped off a building dead. Wow. I mean, and it was in black and white, so it looked pretty real. Yeah. Pretty real. And, you and. You some
2: grain to it. I imagine. You get away authentic. with a lot of that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I did a thing, you know, film student commits suicide. And, and, and then I wrote a fake story. I made I matched the font which was which was great. I made a fake cover of the South End with a picture of me dead and then like this total fake story. Then I used that as a flyer to promote a film screening, a movie I was screening at the campus and people showed up and thought that I that I died from this flyer that was pasted all over <laughs> all over campus. I don't know like I was always doing stuff that
1: got me in trouble and I think there's something about that, though. When you're an artist, you have that kind of, like, rebel mentality. You go go off and do stuff that nobody else does, like
2: fake your own death.
4: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll Wayne, send you the picture, yeah. Garrett, or I'll... Uh, oh, absolutely. I, yes. I want to see that. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. You wouldn't be shocked, though, especially... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and in that town, and even then, and I was even thinking of, like, the cops and stuff then. Like, I remember my brother's frat being busted up at Wayne State, and I just have, like, shotguns being held to my head by the cops. Right. And it's like, they weren't even messing around. Like, I didn't have a weapon. But it's like, they just wanted to make sure we didn't run. And it's just like pointing at us. They have like dogs and stuff. And we're like, <laughs> uh, you don't have any dr- like. But yeah. a lot of places did, you know. And yeah, it, it was always there's always something where that wouldn't shock anybody. It's like, yeah, he probably just jumped to his death. You know, it, it's not. <laughs> it's, just go with it. it. People don't flinch at stuff like that.
4: Well, it was always the thing. Like, I'm sure you had this experience where your parents are out of town. You got the whole house to yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. And oh, so yeah.
4: that's the place where everybody goes and brings. Do you remember this? Okay. Uh, uh, do you remember Olympia beer made by artisans? I'm yes. sure it's still around. Yeah, still they had these things called Oli balls. Do you remember this? I don't what remember. The, oli I, I know
2: what they look like. I know what they are, but right. I, I didn't ever have one.
4: So they were like a, they were like a mini keg that you could buy. You could just go to a liquor store. They were cheap. Okay. An Oli ball was like a, a bunch of beer and it was like this plastic ball. And we would always get those for our high school parties, but they would get broken up by the cops. They'd see there were kids drinking underage. They basically just tell you to go home. Right, you know, yeah. but so uh, I didn't get a gun pointed at me. I'm trying to remember.
2: That was only mm-hmm. at a frat. Like usually, Detroit cops were decent. Like we'd go to this place yeah. we called Angel Park in Detroit, mm-hmm. off Jefferson. Yeah, and it was just this place where like homeless people would like fish for catfish. <laughs> oh, no. And we would just go there. It used to be an insane asylum right there. Yeah. And we would just go and we would just drink and stuff, and we would have kegs. And the second the cops pulled in, we'd go and hide them. Right. And then they'd pull in and be like, "That was good, guys. What was that? That's was about <laughs> thirty eight seconds to get those kegs behind the tree." Be like, yeah, they'd be like, "So you're gonna give us a beer? Are you guys gonna act like jerks all night?" And we'd be <sighs> like, "Oh, okay." And they tell us stories, and like two minutes into their stories, we're like, "Oh, this is why they don't care that we have beer. Uh, right? And they just saw hoarders all day. It was <laughs> a real crime, you know." God.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, those were the days, man. Growing up in Detroit, it was, it was weird, like, looking back at, like, how did I survive, like, all that stuff? Like, when my place got ripped off, even, I tried to buy back the computer when they stole everything. Because I had an entire issue of Film Threat Magazine on this computer that was uh, unpublished, lost forever. Oh. On this computer, I had a Mac SE30. Uh, just for I any see. of those keeping up with the tech porn, uh, Mac SE30 was kind of cool mm-hmm. at the time.
2: Um, uh, so you needed two guys to carry it out. <laughs> right, <I> yeah.
4: <laughs> Very heavy. But like, so so I gave this guy like, hey, I know where your stuff is. It's at the crack house around the corner. This was the local economy. It was like rip stuff off, yeah. trade it for drugs. So I said, well, look, I'll give you a couple hundred bucks. I just want the computer back. I don't care about you know, my TV or anything, whatever, that's replaceable. I need that computer back. So I give this guy two hundred bucks, drive in this alley, let him off. He goes into the into the crack house. I'm waiting there. I'm waiting. It's a couple hours later, sun goes down, it's completely pitch black out. I'm like, uh. Well, I'm not getting my computer back. He just Took me for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah,
2: yeah. You gave your money to a That's crack addict. That's a good addict. play. Yeah, it a crack addict. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah.
4: He's like, yeah, I'll be right back with all your things. Yeah, okay, kid. Lesson learned, but I will say this. Like, since I've come to Los Angeles, which now Los, Los Angeles is, uh, you know, it's Gotham City where there's no Batman.
2: Um. Oh, it's way worse than it's, Detroit it is worse. worse by far, yeah.
4: L.A. is the new Detroit. Not a thing to brag about. There's even, like, as you take the 110 south. I'd say worse. Oh, it's worse. Way worse, yeah. As you take the 110 south to get to downtown Los Angeles, someone has painted LA is not a safe city.
1: Big. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. Did you see it? I saw that when I was leaving. I I landed there first time. I was like walking around LAX, like, this is a horrible place. And then we got in the car. Gary came and picked me up. And then we drove through downtown LA and I saw the entire thing. It just went on for miles and miles and miles of just like the worst neighborhood you could think of every street.
4: It's third world. I mean, it's it's terrible. Now, fortunately, I live in Pasadena, which is part night. of L.A. County, but Pasadena has like its own health uh, board. So they're like, yeah, we're gonna take some of these rules you're trying to enforce <laughs> as suggestions, you know. So they did. They weren't down with a lot of the stuff.
2: It's clean when you walk through Pasadena. I was yeah. gonna say that too. There's you can feel the difference. The, yeah. In in
1: L.A., you can definitely feel the. There's no respect for your own area. Right. There's nobody picking up trash. There's no, there's no government that's picking it up for you. So nobody cares about it. And then you go to Pasadena and it's, Oh, look the, the, it's swept. Well, it's been power washed at some point. Only people from California will get this,
4: but Pasadena is like the orange County of LA County, if that makes sense. So it's just, it's much more conservative blue collar. Yes. Uh, It's, uh, I don't know. It's, I, I like living there. Uh, you know but uh but man man la is is become the new detroit and i think san francisco's i don't know i think san francisco
2: gets the detroit of the year award it is definitely detroit detroit is not by far the worst yeah even in the midwest i mean you go to like minneapolis that i've been like dude no like i would way rather be in detroit because there's less people right there's not enough people to cause that kind of a ruckus why do you it's think that Detroit nice. gets also, the bad rap? then? well, not now because Detroit's also against a lot of stuff that they allow in other cities like LA. So they're not going to allow just certain things to go down. Even okay. when people were rioting, like there were a lot of like white suburbanites coming in in the 20s to start riots, <laughs> and you just have cops like the, black cops that are just like hit them with the cop car, <laughs> just, like, <hang laughs> skateboarders and stuff. I was laughing so hard; I <laughs> don't care. Ugh. You know, there's still an element of the wild west there, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's it's a good part of that city and maybe that's why like in dallas the riots were so bad because it was something
1: so far away from what usually happens not mm. to say that dallas is a super safe place but it's not at the level of detroit is so detroit when it happened in detroit they were like Psh, this is
2: like every day this is not even the yeah. worst i've seen well i brought my son through detroit the first time to my parents to the cemetery right yeah, yeah. And he goes was this whole place on fire and he wasn't trying to be funny he just right. was looking at the buildings because mm. they're over by like connor airport And it's, like, real rough, but that's kind of where my mom was from. She wanted to – and you get there, and you're kind of like, I wish you would have gone anywhere else to be buried, Mom, because they're going to just take all your stuff one day. But you go through, and uh, he's looking, and now he's eight, but he's asking questions about it because he kind of grasps it. Mm. And he's like, so what was the deal like the. He goes, somebody threw a brick into a cop car, and I'm like, yes. How do you know? And he's asking (laughs) questions. It together, yeah. Like he's seen videos on it, and I'm like, well, it was race because he's, you know, his he's got a good friend who's black, and they Mm -hmm. know that the the like now they're learning about like which history, which kind of sucks. Like they have to learn about the the fact that we hate each other at some point. It's really really sad, and it it's odd though because I just tell him like, look, things were different then, but I was bringing through the city, and I go, but look what they're rebuilding. But I said, yeah, these were these were. Because there was a, a, a place that was selling alcohol after hours, and it was mm-hmm. raided by police, and they didn't get along. And all of a sudden, this and I showed him a video of the whole place oh. burning. And he's like, but how'd the fire start? Because he's still a little kid. He's like, you can't start a fire by throwing a brick through a window. And I'm like, let me tell you about Molotov cocktail. <laughs> well, well, son. You know, but it's it's an interesting thing to see because there's such a rich history there. Because, like, I'm, I'm explaining to him, like, you know, how everybody came up from different states to work for Henry Ford because it was the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. And like, all this stuff that happened, and then what the race riots and everything. Like, yeah. the history there that you see is, it's a microcosm of what this entire entire nation is. Well, a lot of it seems to have started
1: there and then spread elsewhere. That kind of corruption and race division
2: and all that seems to stuff. Have- I just don't see the race division there. Like there is in other places. It's just, uh, I think we've been through it enough to where it was. And that happened way before. Growing up for me. Yeah. 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 Is that what, when was that? When was like the, the severe, the race riots?
1: It was like 60s. Yeah, late 60s. Yeah. 60s, late right? 60s, yeah. Right? So it was 67, right? That happened way before and then it trickled down to all these other places. In 2020.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I one thing I do just love from being from Detroit is sort of the no BS attitude. It's like I like to say I have a highly tuned bullshit detector. So mm. when I moved to Los Angeles from Detroit, it was like, oh, all these people in the entertainment industry are full of shit. They're all full of shit. They're 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 not good at follow through. I mean, I would literally. Tell you I was going to do something like I'm going to mail you this. I'm going to mail you this video. I'm going to send you this thing. I would then do the thing I promised to do. And it was like I performed a magic trick because everyone there is so full of crap. They're like people just saying, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna do that. It's like, are you gonna do that thing? So I had this sort of like this Detroit attitude coming, you know, from there to LA, and then that allowed me. I went like, and then the sort of they talk about the Midwest work ethic. That was me. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, to this day, like, I'm gonna get something done. I'm gonna roll up my sleeves and freaking do it. You know, yeah. whatever, whatever needs to be done, whatever it takes to get a project done through to completion, whether it's a book, um, a TV pilot, or you know, an independent film or a movie website, all the different things that I kind of juggle uh, that, you know, somehow cobble together a living (laughs) like that's the way, but like most people in that, in the industry are just full of crap. So, uh, and I'm mostly indie film spirit anyways. That's Mm. those are the filmmakers that I prefer are indie filmmakers. Even George Lucas, whatever you think about George Lucas, he's an indie filmmaker. He's the world's most successful independent filmmaker who then sold his big property Lucasfilm, Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, to Disney that corporatized it and made it hot garbage. The so, white slavers. Yeah, rash. yeah. Which, he, yeah, <laughs> which in that interview, said. I don't think you should have taken it back. It's just no. Like, the analogy makes sense. If anybody is, it's Disney. Yeah, it's man. Uh, yeah, so but it. But I, I just uh, you know George Lucas when you look at even the way he conducted himself, he was like an independent filmmaker. And of course, my favorite filmmakers are indies like David Lynch we were talking about earlier among others people that work outside the system sometimes they can find a way to you know work with Hollywood but this the industry is going through this weird with the strike and
1: everything right yeah. it is it is going to be the wild west this is I the longest well last strike was how long it was like it wasn't even a year right it well yeah it was this like strike has actually days, lasted longer
4: 100 days 100 now days. we're in the 101st day right and so it's starting to get. I mean, Billy Porter talked about he can't. He can't. He has to sell his house.
2: I saw Which, that. Mm-hmm.
4: And I'm thinking, first of all, three months. You got to sell your house. Like, what were you dude, doing, dude? Who's managing your money?
2: Yeah,
1: you know, yeah, where's all that Magoo? Cinderella mo- money? a weird look. Billy Porter? A
2: little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. he's yeah. a fairy godmother, you know. He looked a little bit like Willy Wonka. They're yeah. The Black Willy Wonka. The Black Willy Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
2: The, the, the hat. No, I saw a lot of that where, well, I think it's either going to come out of we don't have any money and we lied to stock traders. Andrew Schultz talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It. Or we have so much money that you're going to be very upset with what we've been paying you. But there's going to be no middle ground. But I'm more with it Schultz's side. I think that the truth is, because think about how much money you would have to have to create a blockbuster movie. Yeah. Right. And now think about how they create 55 of them for streaming out of right. nowhere. It's yeah. them throwing away the money they're getting.
4: Yeah. Well, Netflix was basically buying market share, which 100%. made, made uh, the studios nervous. They had to get competitive and they overspent. And then additionally, you know, the reality is not a lot of people are watching these shows. They've created no. too much content. I mean,
1: it's look. A facade. They've created a facade of popularity. And that's why they don't show you any of the stats, any of the numbers, because they right. go, look, everybody loves these shows, right? It's number one in our trending list. That means something.
4: Or they'll find a way to thread the needle to say something nice in terms uh, of yeah. numbers. This is the first movie ever starring a blo- – you know what I mean? They'll come up with some BS statistic. Yeah. But I think what ultimately is going to happen with the industry is it's just going to shrink. Yes. The industry, you know, it, it grew and then the slivers of pie are just not there. It's going to shrink. You're going to see consolidation. You're going to see, I mean, I didn't even, MGM has a streaming service. MGM Plus. I, Did I, you I, even know this? I ECOC. was
2: this old right now when I found that. <laughs> right, exactly. No too idea. many, too many. And they're going to yeah. go back to that
1: indie kind of mentality, that energy of of going back to cheap and and can, what kind of story can we get across and good where you and go. good oh, this
2: yeah. movie yeah. profited us 3.8 million dollars we made 3.8 million dollars we're happy right you know the, like those days
4: that's where like genres like horror films like there's this movie that came out recently by these guys who are YouTubers
2: horrors are always yeah. pretty profitable Raka Raka. too it doesn't even matter yeah
4: yeah Raka, Raka Talk to Me is the name of the movie it's Australian film these guys have a YouTube channel that got uh, banned a couple times yes. because their stuff was violent
1: they were doing uh, backyard wrestling you were talking about yeah. Okay. Those
4: guys are great and they actually already shot a prequel. I mean this movie was made for under five million bucks, which in the big picture of Hollywood is nothing. Right. So uh, you know, and it's it's a really good horror film. I think you're going to see, getting back to basics, you're going to see movies like, you know, don't make a $300 million Thor movie. How yes. about a $50 million Joker movie, which Joker made a billion dollars, directed by Todd Phillips, by the way, an indie filmmaker who I knew back in the day when oh, I was really? doing Film Threat. Oh, yeah. He started the New York like Underground Film Festival, and I distributed I distributed two volumes of short films from the New York Underground Film Festival when he was in college. and yeah,
2: when he did Hated and The Friends movie. I distributed Hated. Did you really? I really? film
4: Threat distributed Hated on VHS. So I, we, we yeah, we did a whole thing on that. I started this I don't want to get into my it's too long to get this. Yeah, we're about to, to run out of time. <laughs> which, yeah. yeah, And yeah.
2: I want you to come back as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. So. I like, a minute I, left.
4: Todd Phillips you know I knew back then he still to this day because I talked to him after Joker came out, like he has an indie film spirit. Like mm-hmm. I thinks like an indie filmmaker. I know that he's. I'll just say this without naming names. A lot more people than you think on, on Hollywood are more based. I was gonna say that. Than they would care to admit. It's usually people like not Mark Hamill, not
1: Obviously.
2: Mark Ruffalo, no.
1: not <laughs> oh, the God.
2: two Marks, the, the marks. marks.
4: But a lot of people in Hollywood are just more based.
1: I think it's just the sanity. It's the whole gold post have moved. The lines of move, so the people that were, like, sane, go, wait a second. What's well, and Brady Stinellis pointed
2: that out, like, even yeah. in New York and in L.A., where he's like, well, my whole neighborhood voted red, and I'm the gay guy. You know what I mean? Right. And, right. Did you read his red. book? Was uh, it, uh, white? Which one? Oh, white's great. It's great. I've told everybody to read white. It is phenomenal. Fanat-
4: yeah. Yeah. Really great book. But yeah. I guess, look, I could sit here and wax nostalgia Absolutely. and talk about stories all day if you wanted me to.
2: I want you to come back because we are about to run out of time.
1: Okay, all right, I'll be back. So we
2: have to bring you back soon, please. Thank you so much for coming in, Chris Gore,
1: Film Threat. He has a YouTube
2: channel. Does stuff all the time. He has a great
1: format where you put franchises on blast trial on trial. We just you have it all set up like it's a trial. Right, brilliant. Please go watch that Film Threat.
2: Thank you. And you you can see me. me. You, I mean, interrupt that. That phone no, dude. I didn't, I heard, hey, bro. Sorry. I thank you for coming. All you <laughs> it's all about you, it's all about Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I got a, star. a documentary last night, so I wore the shirt. It was pretty good. You should look it up. Star. First hip hop group, from what I understand, to have a star on the walk of Hollywood fame. Really, I didn't know that. <laughs> Bare <Barrett-Sophia>. stuff. <laughs> I'll be back at uh, Zany's Comedy Club in Rosemont, Illinois, August 18th and 19th. That's all I have to say. Oh, and you can get my special, A Prison Ten. That's why I'm putting it up. It might not be up for much longer unless you own it. Then you have it forever. But you can go to prison10.com and get it. While supplies last, I want to get that DVD set. You got a box set with like behind the scenes stuff and commentary?
1: Nope. you got commentary? No, I, it's a uh, whole thing's a commentary.
4: I have commentary on my, uh, on my DVD, Attack of the Dock. Attack, D- Doc. Attack of the Dock. That's doc.com. It's a documentary about G4 TV and Attack of the Show. Uh, you already bought a copy, which I probably I would have given I you did. anyways.
2: I'm going to buy a copy. I, I, I'll give you a copy. Dan. I want to buy. I want to support. All right. It's well, a brilliant documentary. It's, you...
4: But it's also, I mean, it is about Attack of the Show, G4 TV, and kind of this golden era of nerd culture. But it's a lot about what we can't do on TV yep. now is sort of a thread within the doc. And uh, don't blink, Garrett's in the film. Ooh. So there
1: you go. Yeah, get a little you know, five-second frame.
4: Might be Lug. about five frames,
1: yeah. You're it in awesome. it, awesome. I it was an honor, it made me feel really cool. Um, also, kind of sad, yeah. This sad, one's no, a little more friend of the show, Keegan. If you uh watch the the pilot, he was in the the AA meeting sketch, he was yes. in the demon rape sketch. He was
2: also the, yeah, he was wearing the
1: uh, he was the intern, intern. uh, trainee, trainee. Tra- 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 that's right, correct. we sorry, we got to get our own lore right, yes. His um, uh, yeah, right, so his, right. his his sister passed away recently uh so they're they have a gofundme and we wanted to see if, if anybody cared enough and wanted to take a look at it and support their family they're kind of uh they're reeling right now from it and it's a friend of ours it's a friend of the show so yeah please if you can support do if you can't we understand
2: but please do if you can So
1: thank you, everybody, for watching the show. Again, 60. I think we're almost at 70. We're getting there. We're We're building. We're steamrolling. Thank you, everybody, that's watched the show. We appreciate you. Thanks to Chris Gore. Thanks to Dave. Thank you, Angela. Good
2: night. Good night.
0: Mr. Samuel Smith, Mr. Hefty, Kat Stevens is here to see you.